this will be a little strange because I'm not sure exactly of all the details, but they get into Airbnbs. Um, they pay for how, like a week or something like that, maybe. Um, then they put in ads and then mm. they get people to come. And then so they, they, they show the place because they have access to it. So they show the place and then oh, they, wow. they take first and half months rent. Um, and then they just, then they just leave. They hand, uh, they hand over the keys and then the people go, go to move in and then cleaners show up. Uh, what's going on? Well, this is my new condo. Uh, no, it's not. It's an Airbnb. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I did not hear about that. Yeah. That's wild. But that now you've wild. heard it here on the real estate. You heard it real estate on on Torab. You've heard it here. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're back. Yeah, the tunes. Wow, uh, we're back live. We're back live. This was uh, kind of a uh, last-minute decision. We had to switch up the timing today, and said, "You know what? Some people are going to be waiting for the uh, for the breakout. Let's just give it to them live. Let's give it to them live, straight from the source. It's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We are back. I like it. And if you're listening right now, you got to subscribe. You have to leave a comment, leave us a review, like, share. We're rolling. Gentlemen, how's the week going? Going well. <laughs> I, I I was out of the office Thursday and Friday. I went uh, I went with some uh, clients that turned into friends. Uh, we went to uh, Rogers Cup in uh, Montreal, so mm-hmm. we uh, went and watched some tennis uh, Thursday Friday. So that was a great time. So playing a little catch up today, but that yeah, was always uh, Montreal is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss Montreal. Got to go back to Montreal. Picnic electronic. It's a very fun time. Mm. like that i dj'd on saturday night paul you were there it was magic yeah uh, yeah that was first time in a while that i've done that and played uh, some serious house music i had a blast i think people were people were feeling it paul you know i maybe- lost a few pounds for sure just the old <laughs> the old one two step was back <laughs> that's my only move a couple fist pumps and i was uh, ready for bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome um yeah, no, it was, uh, we didn't even introduce ourselves, but I feel like at this point, uh, we don't need to, but quickly, Paul Stevenson, Greg Campbell, David Warren, we're all in real estate. We all like talking about the industry, the, uh, the city, it's the auto real estate podcast. So headlines this week, uh, David, I know you had a few things that, uh, they were buzzing around in your head this morning that, uh, that you wanted to share with our great listeners. Do you want me to start with the comment from last week or should we just roll yes. into your headlines? No, start with the comment. <laughs> Definitely the comment. Um, no. So last week we were uh, we were touching on everything, but mostly about just the the chaos of the market right now. We were busting some myths, uh, if you guys remember correctly. But um, one of the questions we had, and this is kind of it seems like it's more directed at you, Greg. Um, but one of the questions was regarding the uh, motivation of sellers right now. So I'll just read the question verbatim, and you can uh, answer. It says, "Do you guys know what the main motivation is for sellers listing their homes today? Is it to upsize, downsize?" move to another city or out of town where it's more affordable, financial distress, panic selling, and capitalizing on gains in anticipation of a crash that we keep hearing about in the media every single day, basically throw out every possible option. Uh, it seems that sellers are not that motivated to sell for much less than list price. So are most of them just testing the waters and not really serious about selling? Or do they seriously think they can fetch prices we saw a few months ago? <sighs> God, it's like everybody has their own 
story or they read their own thing and it's just it's very i don't know one dimensional i find um because when you hear something like that where sellers are listing their house they still want money and they're just waiting to get that price that's completely false i've seen price reductions in home selling for a hundred thousand less than asking price mm -hmm. so no that's not true. Whatever, whatever headline you were reading, whoever said that, um, you know, I sold two that I had listed in the last couple of weeks. We had to do a fairly substantial reduction on both of them. They had to sell to get into the property that they, they had recently bought. Um, but what I have seen, which is very interesting is I did a listing presentation two weeks ago on a property in Orleans. And they redid the whole, the home is basically redone except for the hardwood floors on the main level, kitchen, bathrooms, carpet, paint, doors, hardware, fixtures. And, you know, I was, when I was doing the analysis, the evaluation, I was very distraught at what my price, what my suggested price was going to be. And so were they, they were like, we can't, like, we just can't. And I'm like, I understand that. I said, but listen, I said, it is August. It's very slow right now mm -hmm. for many reasons. There's a lot on the market. You're not ready to list right now. Let's just wait. I'll come back in 10 days. And then hopefully I'll have some different news and some better news for you. So I went back and the day before I went back or the day I went back, I was going through the numbers again. And I found something very interesting that I've never seen in the history of my career in real estate. Never seen this in the history of my career. What is it, Greg? And I actually spoke. <laughs> would you like to know what it is? And I actually spoke to another colleague and they said that they saw the same thing in a different part of town. So I don't know what this means. I don't know if this is just a fluke, but two of us have seen this. So this might be something new. So I looked at the solds. I got an average price. I looked at the conditionally solds. I got an average price. Um, those, those conditions are mostly up today and tomorrow. So I'm going to see what, what the average is at that. But what I did see that interests me is that there were seven new listings, all listed way higher, mm. way higher than I, I thought. You know, they weren't listing at what the market was kind of turning into. So they've listed higher. And now... My thinking is, are we going to see something change where the sellers are just maybe like that guy was saying <laughs> that the sellers are just going to start listing high and waiting now because it's, it's changed in a different way. I don't know, but it was fascinating. Like I'm talking like, I'm talking like 40, $50,000 higher than what the average sales had been the past two, two, three weeks back to like, back to not, not as high as it would have been months ago, but to a more like like even level, I guess, with all the others, it was very strange. But that, like you're saying, seven listings though. So obviously, different realtors, not just one realtor listing different seven realtors, places at this strategy. <laughs> all town, all townhomes, different yeah. realtors, all listing like in, in the in the same price point. So it's almost as if someone put up a listing right around the same time everyone else was going to do it. And they just put that price. And then the other guys went, great. That one's at that price. So we're going to price like maybe a little bit higher or exactly mm -hmm. the same. 
and whatever. We got the new windows, baby. We're going 15k more. Right? Well, see, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's not like they were like, oh, well, they're they're at uh, 650, so we're gonna go 625 so we can get more people in. They were just like, no, 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 we're gonna list also at 650, 645. You know, good, di- you know, slight differences in the property. The one that I have now, I think, is better than all of those units, and. That's, I mean, that's good to see, but we're also a few weeks out from listing in that specific neighborhood. So I told her, I said, just, let's just wait. Let's take our time here. You're not in a rush. So we're going to wait until September until after the next uh, rate increase. So I had a conversation with a client this week and he actually pointed out exactly that. I was pre-approving him and he said he feels like the market is somewhat unpredictable and we were kind of just having a conversation around it. And he said it feels like it's a standoff. Like there's people that are doing exactly that. They're listing their price and like, yeah, we're not accepting less than 800K. And then there's a bunch of people on the sidelines shopping. They're like, well, we're not going to pay 800K. So it's just this like, there's just like a standoff. It's like a You're Western right. movie, you know? And maybe and maybe that's what, that's what I'm seeing here. And perhaps the last six weeks where people have been dropping the price and selling are because they've been forced into it because they purchased in May, June closing now and they have to sell whereas these new new sellers they're i don't know what all the scenarios are it could be a number of things but they're just in a position where maybe they're just gonna they're planning on waiting it out but uh anyways it's it's interesting to see so it's like big numbers and then you know price drops and now it's kind of leveled out but i mean that could all change again who knows it could it could keep going down you know and i another thing that i hate so many people just saying you know, I'm not, I'm not buying, I'm not buying until it's at the bottom. I'm not buying until it's at the bottom, you know, and then they're going to miss the bottom and then they're going to go up again. And they're going to go, no, no, it's, it's too expensive now. I can't, I can't buy. I can't buy. Dude, I still hear that shit. Well, I read at least four headlines today of the market's not at the bottom yet. Keep, you know, prices are going to continue to plummet. TD says 30% drop in the next six months. Like that's everywhere still. So that's what people are consuming. People can go back to the episode that we, when we, when pandemic hit, there's the article from CMHC. I remember it and talk about how the market was going to plummet 17%. Um, I remember us even reading it and the market went the complete opposite direction. Um, You know, the, you know, and I know I forgot that we even talked about it last week and there's an article that I brought up talk about today and I forgot that we brought it up, but you know, people waiting for this, for the bottom, it's ironic because, you know, in the globe, they looked at the numbers of what you actually need to qualify for an average home price in each city in, in Canada. And you need to, you actually need to make more money now because rates are up and the qualifying is harder than you did in March of 2022. Um, like prices have come down, but you can't, like you actually need to make, in, in Ottawa, the number is 13% higher income in order to buy the average price as of today compared to the average price and how you qualified in March. So I don't think in the last few months, people have gotten uh, 13% you know, pay bumps in their income, um, but that's simply because they're waiting for that bottom and the bottom there's other, there's other factors that are going to drive you out of the market. Um, than waiting for that perfect price point. Yeah. And, and you know what I do like, there's something that I do like a lot. <laughs> I like, I like some of these new buyers that I've met who just weren't ready to buy over the last two years and weren't even paying attention. 
So mm-hmm. now they come in as like, yeah, we were just pre-approved. We got the rate. It's like, you know, it's 5%. We're like super <laughs> cool with it. We're ready to shop. This is what we can afford. It's like amazing. They're like, they're not, they're not yeah. affected by any <clears throat> of the shit that just went on. The people who are affected are the people that aren't buying homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. It's true. The people that were pre-approved for, you know, 650 last year, and now it's 575 and the probably the home they want is no longer within reach and they're demoralized like that. That's kind of, we must be seeing that, that kind of wave. Right. And that's kind of what my friend was speaking to too, is you have these buyers on the sideline that don't want to pay or don't, don't feel like they should be paying what the home is worth right now. They want to keep seeing a drop, but at the same time, there's these sellers that are refusing to, to basically take any lower than what they have it listed at. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how long those sellers will hold before they take it off the market. And then if we see, as we know, as we see this supply decrease in the fall winter, which happens almost every year, correct me if I'm wrong, um, people aren't going to want to be listing their home in the middle of the winter or back to school. So we are going to see less homes on the market, I would assume, or some of those people that are waiting for that higher price point are going to take their home off the market and well, let's just wait till the spring. Mm-hmm. Foolish. List your home in the winter. List your home over the holidays. Call me. I'll tell you all the reasons why. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> rest of us. Yeah. The rest of us. <laughs> um, Dave, you had a, I think you had an article about, uh, was it rent? Yeah. Re- I mean, I, we, yeah, but the average rent being up across Canada. Um, I know we talked about it before, you know, it came up number of times. And I think we actually uh, maybe even made a prediction. Maybe Stephen can look back and find it, but that, uh, that rents would be up that, you know, uh, rates being up, that it's going to drive investors out of the market, which everyone was complaining about investors buying a property, but it kept rents down. Um, you take, you take small investors out of the market. Now there's less product for people to rent. And it's a, uh, and really it's, it's, it's a byproduct of that. You've got less, Rentals, so rents are up in all markets, um, but I think it's 10%, an average of 10% across Canada, um, year over year from July, and, uh, and, and increasing. It's like in major markets in Toronto, I know uh, I was speaking to a couple of people that have rentals and others are renting in Toronto and they are seeing it, you know, bidding wars on rent, things like mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know whether... Ottawa has this issue right now or not, but, uh, but I believe rents are, are up in, in markets like ours that are seeing the same drastic increase year, year over year. But I think as things go and you have rates up where they are, people complaining about investors buying, cause there was that, you know, article that skewed art, a little bit skewed article, uh, last year of one in five properties buying, uh, investors buying properties, people were complaining and, and now it's, uh, the other way around and that, I think it's going to be uh, be tough out there. I don't know if you've talked to any, if you don't, if you know much rental product, Greg, or you've talked to anyone renting, well, whether they're having issues. No, like I mean, all I know is I had a couple rentals, rented them very quickly for top dollar. Yeah, um, those are the only two that I've done this year, uh, and they were list on the listing side. I haven't worked with anyone else looking to rent lately, but um, it's possible. I mean, it happened here before. So yeah. something else I actually saw today while we're talking about rentals was uh, we're coming to that time of year again where the uh, the scammers are coming out, the rental scammers. Mm. Uh, I'm sure yeah. probably uh, if you're a student or you're looking, you know, an international student look for for housing, a lot of the, you know, 
basically rental properties that are around the universities and schools and so on. A lot of times at this at this time of year, kind of going into the season, people are scrambling, trying to find somewhere to live prior to the school year. There's a lot of actual rental scams that are happening uh, where people are putting up fake listings, asking for half month up front because it's so competitive and so on. So if you're in that position where you, you know, your your child or even yourself, you're you're out looking for a place to rent right now, just be very uh, cautious when going through that process. Uh, you know, I have a daughter obviously just just graduated. So I feel like, you know, there's still some for friends that are uh, living in student housing and things like that. And very important to be weary of where you're renting, you know, actually go meet with the landlord. Don't just, you know, uh, discuss by email and look at great photos that are, you know, Instagram worthy and say, this is where I want to live. Go look at the property, have them FaceTime you, um, you know, do a live Zoom or whatever. So they can actually show you around the property if you can't physically go, but just be very careful of that. Because I know that last year was a big deal and I'm sure we're going to be seeing that again, especially with everything that's happening right now with rent going up and so on. I, th or, I think it's we're getting a rental agent, right? Is, uh, or, is, is pretty this helpful. is what I'm saying. <laughs> or call an agent. We will work and it costs you zero. Yeah. Don't just you send money over. Finding you a place. Let us help. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant Let to say. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the rental scam in, um, in Toronto, the Airbnb one that's been going on? No, do tell. These guys uh, rent Airbnbs. And so this will be a little strange because I'm not sure exactly of all the details, but they get into Airbnbs. Um, they pay for how, like a week or something like that, maybe. Um, then they put in ads and then mm. they get people to come. And then so they, they, they show the place because they have access to it. So they show the place and then oh, they, wow. they take first and half months rent. Um, and then they just, then they just leave. They hand, uh, they hand over the keys and then the people go, Go to move in and then cleaners show up uh what's going on well this is my new condo uh no it's not it's an airbnb <laughs> wow wow yeah. i did not hear about that yeah that's wild but that now you've wild. heard it here on the real estate, you heard it <laughs> real estate on mm -hmm. torep you've heard it here um you got a question actually chat here right did you see that say it again we got a question in the chat yeah, well, Jose was saying um, when we were talking about people waiting, so they may be waiting to see where the interest rates go. I know I've been thinking about buying a rental property, but not knowing how high the interest rates will go scares me a little, mm -hmm. which is fair. Uh, and Dave, we were talking before we came on here, I was saying that you know, it might be worthwhile for us to discuss. You know, We always talk about the stress test and how qualifying has decreased because of the fact that we have to qualify clients based on you know, the contract rate plus 2% which means we're qualifying people in kind of the mid sixes, six, you know, 6.5, 6.8, something like that. Um, but there are some lenders, depending on your down payment, where you can actually not have to go through the stress test. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If So there's, yeah, there's a number of alternative lenders. These are, you know, you have your A banks, like your TDs, Scotias of the world, and then you've got your B lenders or alternative lenders. Um, rates are, you know, slightly premiumed on these, but you're qualifying at what that, you know, fixed rate is as opposed to that, that uh, stress test rate. So if you have 20% down, you know, you're able to, you know, use these lenders as applies to rentals um, and owner occupied. So you have that as far as, you know, I, I think it can, it works in a right now where it's hard to qualify. And like we were saying, you have to have 13% higher income in order to qualify for that same proper type of property back in March. Um, not having to go through the stress test is certainly a, a huge benefit um, and helps you kind of get into that other place, get into short-term money, 
you know, one to two, three year to Josie's question right now, the bonds, you know, fixed rates are tied to the Canadian mortgage bond, which is at its peak in middle of June and is down a full 1% since we're, we've seen the insured rates, meaning rates uh, that are less than 20% down have come down about almost in some cases, three quarters of a percent. Mm-hmm. We've seen this week um, as of this Friday, actually, we're now Monday night. Um, uh, one lender dropped drastically to, to, low fives from mid fives. And that's because of the bonds coming down. And, and we suspect that others will follow suit and, and those will come down. In the meantime, prime will go up. Um, you know, it's likely to go up on September 13th. But I think my opinion is, and my experience and, and what all indicators are, go short term, don't lock into five year. If you're going to take fixed, you know, go a two or three year term do not lock in on a five year at the, you know, 5%. If you're looking at a rental, you're going to be, you know, uh, mid fives, low fives, do something short term. Don't saddle yourself for a long term and think about it. I think we said it last week, you're buying this property, not for the next two, three years, you're buying it for 30. So kind of keep that in mind um, that, uh, you know, to, to come down and, you know, where rates are going to go and, and, and kind of keep in mind that where the economy is going and, and, giving you that flexibility to lock in when they come back down. I definitely think as an investor, you know, worried about where the rates are going to go. If that's, what's holding your back. I mean, I just, I can't imagine it because it makes sense to me because they're, if it goes up anymore, like it, it could, but they're eventually going to come down. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it work at a higher interest rate, then as it comes down, you're just laughing. And then you already know what it's like to, you know, go through that as opposed to going through it where a lot of people are now low rate leveraged. And then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, uh, you know, not being able to afford it when it goes back up, like it's reverse. I, I, I think as an investor as well, um, you know, I think something that needs to be considered is not all properties. Also not all properties cash flow. Um, you know, a break, like depending on your objective, a break even could still make sense a small loss or a loss on that property could still make sense because maybe it's under rent right now, significantly under rent. And you know that it's a duplex or triplex or single family and the tenants in there right now, but you know that they're planning on moving out or that, you know, you can update those units and you're looking at it for the long term. that maybe over the next couple of years, you're able to turn those units over and increase rents. Um, so sometimes a loss makes sense. Um, you know, that's, you can write that off, you know, from a tax perspective, you can write off the loss. You can write off all, you know, all the aspects of a rental property. So even a, not all, pro, not all rentals need to be cash flow positive or a large cash flow positive. They could be a break even, they could be a loss. Um, that, uh, and it still makes sense. I was talking to buddy last week, that bought a triplex and, uh, and it's, it's a significant loss, but he knows that he's able to going to be able to turn over units and, um, over the next few years. And, and it makes sense for where the property is located, et cetera. Um, cool. So it's kind of look at the overall broad um, horizon. And again, like you're not buying it short term, you're buying it for 30 years. The intention is they are holding it for the long term, and, and, and there's all different uh, components of that, of that rental. Greg, we have a live question. If you're interested, I'm interested. It's P Pappy. Great name. What's P Pappy. P Pappy uh, says, what neighborhoods? are dropping most Orleans question mark. It's a good question. Uh, I'll be honest. I have not been diligently looking at statistics across the city the last couple of weeks. So I don't have a proper answer for that. 
But what I will say, uh, as I've said in other episodes, is historically when something like this happens, the east end of the city gets hit first. I've seen it happen twice. Uh, it's been happening again. And there's, um, you know, but then again, even when the prices are up, Orleans is still a lot of the time, um, you know, the, the underdog, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. A thousand less for the same property in Barhaven or Canada sometimes but right now orleans has been uh has been taking the most heat i would say um in terms of price drops but it's starting to change so if you're looking to buy uh you know i've talked to a lot of agents in the last couple weeks and they've uh they've convinced their buyers to come to orleans because with the new uh the new rate increase and everything they can't afford um to live in the west end of the city where they wanted to originally and they've been coming to orleans and then falling in love with it so yeah, Orléans. That's a Orléans. great question, though. Like, I'll uh, I'll make sure to get a, a better update on that for next week. I plan on bringing in some some more some more data. Just the last couple of weeks has been weird, and I just haven't been that that focused on uh, running the numbers. So perfect segue too. We have another question from uh, Neil Cameron. Uh, he says, "Are prices dropping for new constructions?" So this is actually saw. Sorry, Greg. Before you answer, to sorry to cut you off. I did see today too more lawsuits with builders basically yeah. pulling the rug out from home home buyers that bought a year ago and saying you got to come up with you know 175k or we're signing a mutual release and we're going to give you your deposit back. So have you seen price drops and uh, if you can comment on the second half there as well? I, I personally haven't seen it, but I imagine they're coming. Um, for example, give you an example of you know, things changing in the market. There's a property here. Uh, actually, it may have sold now. I should check that out. But um, it was listed at 660, mm-hmm. where it would have been listed at probably 700 a few months ago, maybe more. It built 20, 2021. Um, the same model now, new, is being sold for 750 to start with no upgrades. So there's no way in the world, there's no way in the world that the builders can compete with the resale market of that product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the question, the answer is probably most definitely yes. It's just a matter of when and how and who, when it's going to happen, you know? Um, Cause they can't, you know, if that property at 650, it's well, sorry, at 660 or whatever, didn't sell, sells at 610. And they're selling new for seven fifty. Who in the world is going to go pay that kind of money? No one. Mm-hmm. No one's buying that. That's just going to sit. They'll be calling realtors. They're saying we'll pay you five percent to bring a buyer. Mm-hmm. We'll be like you're out of your mind. And I, I would imagine. I'd imagine a lot of the the uh, builders right now that have product sitting. They usually have like a pre planned. Um, price increase, um, you know, that they've set up ages ago when they first were starting construction or their phase one, I would imagine they're, uh, they're very much, uh, reevaluating that. And I would imagine going into a new, a builder right now, you can negotiate a lot on what they're throwing in or what they're, what they're to Greg's point of what their price is. Um, especially if they have products still sitting. I think they're going to have a big hit soon, big drop mm-hmm. personally. Like I don't see, I don't see any other way around it. Like no one's, no one's going to spend the money. And and to that point, where they don't have a builder, they do and they don't have the luxury of letting inventory sit. You know, mm-hmm. they have, they need to fill their phase because they need to move on to the next phase, and they have their construction loans that they need to fill up and sell those units because 
you know, they can't just sit on these vacant lots um, or in this development for ages. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Great question, Neil. I like it. We had, we had one more question. It's about the Gatineau markets as guys, what's about Gatineau? How's the situation there? I don't know, Greg, if, if you've heard from any, but we, we don't, I know you don't no, deal much in Gatineau. You know it's a different. Uh, we should have Francis back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should have him back on for sure. I'll holler at him. He's good. Greg Giovanni. We, we do finance in Quebec, but um, Greg focuses in Ontario and the market there is, it, it really is a different beast. So we have had a, a Quebec based realtor on previously, kind of focusing on the Gatineau Elmer uh, market. And we'll, we'll get him back on in the coming weeks just to, uh, just to give you an update, because you're not the first person that's asked that. There's been a lot of people in the comments asking about uh, about Gatineau. So we should definitely uh, give an update. It's just across the pond. But you got a good arm, stone's throw, you know. I'm starting <laughs> so, to think so, that this uh, live live program is uh, it's the way to go. <laughs> well, anyone who's listening, hit the subscribe button since you're right on the page. It's right there. Hit it. Hit the bell. So next time we go live, you're notified. Okay. Um, Orleans versus Barhaven. Any view? That was a question by Ram Kumar. Orleans versus Barhaven. Any view? Location. It just depends on where you want to live. Yeah. You're going to get this. You're going to get the same product, but you're going to pay less in Orleans. It just depends on what you want to do. This past weekend, you had the same headache trying to get across the city. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> if you tried to drive anywhere, yeah. Dave was a smart one leaving the city altogether. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, gentlemen, should we slide into the mood boost? Let's do it. Boost me. Let's do some mood boost here. Great show. Enjoyed this. Um, okay. So my daughter's in Europe right now. I think I told you guys this. She's doing a little tour. Um, so this is uh, the first one's here for here. And actually, it's my son's birthday. When this comes out, it'll be my son's 16th birthday tomorrow. Wow. So happy Jax. birthday to Jax. Oh, um, oh. Number one, 16. And, that's, and he's not even my oldest. Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, which country's capital has the fastest growing population? Ireland. Every day it's Dublin. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, number two, where should a dog never go shopping? Shout out to Stittsville, the flea market. Mm. Mm-hmm. The flea market. Uh, I got two more here. Where was the Declaration of Independence signed? At the bottom. At the bottom. And, uh, I don't know which one to go with here. They're both not great. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Where do, okay, I'll go with this one. Last but not least, where do milkshakes come from? Nervous cows. Ooh. Nervous cows. Wow. My brother didn't send any this week. So, you know, these are these are straight from the uh, straight from the calendar. Straight, so we'll, just, oh, for four. You seven to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it. sorry about that. Uh, but if you're if you're first time listener, welcome. Uh, we do this every week, 10 a.m. They're released on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms. Loving the live though, I have to say, pretty enjoyable because we used and, to be uh, live on Facebook. Yeah, we did. Get the questions. That's why it's cool on the. The fly. questions are great. Questions. I agree. Very. I good. agree. Because yeah. otherwise, we get you know we get Bicharon dropping questions, <laughs> and then we can only answer them six <laughs> days later. So we got to you know the live questions are uh, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. So thanks for everyone who tuned in. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for the questions. And uh, we'll see you next week. We're coming up to 100, gents. Pretty wild. Episode 100. Oh, yeah. I guess I better sort that out, eh? (laughs) 
Oh, by the way, uh, any, anyone who's listening, big agency launch September 22nd. We're having a big party in Ottawa. Maurizio Umansky's coming up from uh, Los Angeles to, to welcome the agency to Ottawa officially. So it should be, it should be a nice party. So uh, look for footage of that later, everyone. I don't even know why I talked about it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> and follow us. Follow us on uh, follow us on our socials. Not just the uh, the podcast, but follow us on our socials. We'll keep you up to date on the market. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.